Welcome back to the Never Ending Never Ending Adventure Podcast. I can't speak tonight. My name is DJ Nettie P, and I'm here with my co-host uh, Rusty Tindy. Mm, and I'm sick, Russell. That, that's not his voice. I'm sorry, y'all. Mm, you're coming off I'm close. To, you're coming off close to Babyface. Mm, not Babyface. I can't remember anything about Babyface. I'm <laughs> Lemongrass. <laughs> that sounds like something else. Mm, I'm. I can't remember. Damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Uh, I'm Russell. I'm sick. Uh, I'm your other sick co-host. I'm your only sick co-host. Uh, I've been sick for a week. I'm sorry. We haven't put out a lot of content or anything, and it's because of vacations and sicknesses oh, but it's welcome been, it's dude i don't know i i don't know for all of our listeners out there i mean i'm i'm starting to get older and starting to realize that the holiday time when everybody's like it's such a stressful time i'm feeling that now it's like the first time in my life where i'm like it's not a vacation man it is like <laughs> this obligatory yeah. travel period where you're trying to make everybody happy by spending the most amount of time with them and then you get back and like we we spun around and got back and went straight to an engagement party and then straight to a New Year's party and then pretty much had a rot day after that and then yeah. just like got back into it. And I was like, oh my gosh. Tell me like, about I, your rot days. You mentioned your rot yeah, day to me. It was my recommendation, I think, a few weeks ago. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, then yeah. we don't need to dive into it if you've already recommended it. That's right. It was your recommendation. Okay. Uh, yeah, man. I, I totally get that. I think I've learned that there is a perfect vacation like schedule for me. And it's four days, four nights. You got two days active, one day off, one day active, mm. and then travel on the the sides of that. You know, like yeah, I want that's actually I a want good... four good days of doing a thing. And I guess that's like for a beach or something like that. If I'm going to like my mom's house and we're hanging out at her house in the middle of the woods, in the middle of like Watkinsville or whatever, South mm. Watkinsville, Georgia, like that maybe doesn't need to be like a, a six day trip or a five day trip or whatever, yeah. but. But if I'm going to a beach or like a cabin thing or something like, you know, like, I don't know, three days never feels quite enough unless certain circumstances it would be. But, you know, like I, I feel that even for like a, a bachelor party sometimes, if you oh, do yeah. it like on a, a Thursday to Sunday, like you only get two good days. I don't know, man. It's but tough anyways. though. Like we did it for my 30th too, just to travel to Asheville. We did like two yep. days of cram packing. We were trying beers, going to restaurants, walking around the town. We hit our third day and it's like, well, we're paying to be in this big city. And we just got back. We took a nap. We watched a movie. We cooked dinner in our Airbnb. Yeah. And I was like, that's vacation. Like we're vacationing in a new city, but we don't have to quote unquote travel. And it's not all about go, go, go the whole time. So that's, it's, it's yeah, a delicate balance. And it's, Christmas doesn't allow for that really, in my opinion. No. Yeah, and the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, well, certain vacations, a one and uh, one day on, one day off, one day on is good. But yeah, anyways, yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. But but for yeah. Christmas time, I definitely felt that I was I was worn out. Uh, we got back. I went down to my mom's house. We went to my grandma's house. Went back to my mom's house, and then back to Nashville on Christmas Day to spend time with Alice's parents. Yeah. And and stuff. And then there was a couple of days before we went on a cruise. So we yeah, you, <laughs> like first cruise of my life. That was crazy. That was yeah, super that's, fun. That's wild. I've, I've Dude, never been can't... on a cruise either. But so I don't. Well, the, I I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. It it was good, and I didn't get seasick. There was the last day. It was like really wavy, and I was really close to getting seasick because mm. in the room with no window, I could really feel it. You could feel um, it, yeah. But. It was so fun. I mean, it was a great time. We were in the Bahamas. It was beautiful. I I, mm. I don't know. What a great experience. But I think that's when I was thinking of the perfect vacation. Like we had three days, like, or two days on, you know, like it was like all day activity, all day activity. I really wanted one day in between that where I was like doing nothing and hanging out on the boat because I never once I expected to be on the top of that boat. Like it was massive, dude. I mean, it was freaking, it was a mall. Like you're yeah. like a mall on the ocean with certain yeah. people are free and certain things that are way overpriced. And so, and there's like activities going on and stuff. There was like a water show, which is like uh, people diving and stuff. There was oh, yeah. a, a skating show. There was like 
adult entertainment. Not like that. Like, uh, <laughs> Ooh. like 18 plus, like, uh, you know, like burlesque like, oh, say, style show. No, no. Like, oh, okay, like, like, we're going to say like dirty words and no kids allowed, you know, like <laughs> comedy hour sort of a thing. And, yeah. and also like 18 plus karaoke and there were little mixer things. Um, uh, it was just, it was a really cool experience. I, that's where I came back sick from though, for sure. My sister oh, yeah. was sick and we spent some time on the edge of it, you know, which was nice. So I got to see my grandparents down in Florida as well. Um, but because we spent so much time with them, me and Allie both came back definitely feeling gross. And I'm to this day, feel like I'm still getting over it. This is like really my first good day out yeah. of, I, I mean, mean, yesterday you, was good. You probably but, haven't you had know. that kind of exposure to people in, I mean, gosh, Holy the last cow. almost four yeah. years at that, 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 at that kind of capacity, uh, that no much doubt. like people touching shit and elevators yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So no, no, definitely. And also I, I learned I had never gambled before. And I learned I don't like it because what, it's which ones did you do specifically? Did you do like slots and <laughs> slots. blackjacks? Oh, so no, slots are slots. done. That's why. I know. I wish I had done blackjack because it's. I feel like I would have a little bit more control, not much control, but at least a, a touch. But I did slots, and literally, my sister, her girlfriend, and then uh, Allie, my fiance, freaking. <laughs> They all won money, dude. They all won so much. They all won like a hundred bucks or something stupid like that. And I lost $55, $60, like just yeah. drained it. Just immediately yeah. just vanished yeah, from my bank account by pressing that's, a button. I, I learned that about gambling too. Because like first time I went to Vegas, I was like, cool, I've got a hundred dollars, 150 or something. I plan on just it being like piss money. Like I'm pissing it away. I don't care if I lose it. And I lost like $90 in like five minutes on slots. And I was like, okay. And I went and played blackjack. And I, you know, went out. I think I came out like $25 up. But it, it took me an hour oh. and a half, you know? So it, at least like it, yeah. it's something kind of, it covers the time. You're still playing a game for a long period of time. But slots is just like, it's going to eat it up and eat it up. And so five fast. minutes later, you're like, that was uh, all my gambling money. That's dumb. It's just, it just sucked. Because I left there going, you know, maybe... Ten more dollars, and I, I bet I could have won. Like, <laughs> I bet I would also itch. hit the jetpack. Yeah, like freaking, like Ali got this thing where she put in a couple of dollars and then got three free turns. Like it rolled this thing yeah, three times for free, thing. but then it kept adding up to where it ended up being forty-eight free rolls. And I was like, "That's <laughs> ridiculous," you know. And she comes over with seventy bucks from that one press of a button, and I was just like, <laughs> "I could do it. I, could, I know I could I do, do it." it. Oh, um, well, yeah. that's good. That's as long as you're self-aware. Uh, I don't have I'm the not, phone number yeah, for gambling I addiction, but I would give it to you, you know, if you needed Dude, it. Dude, I'm just, I, I get, I, I think I have just uh, video games, sugar, whatever. I just, I get really into it and I have low impulse control. So I, uh, I'm just going to stay away probably. But anyways, <laughs> y'all. Anyway, thank you for our long intro. This has been a while yeah. since we've caught up. So catchy. You guys got to hear a little bit of what we're going on with. This is a little bit more of a uh, never-ending adventure and beyond podcast uh, topics, which is yeah. what we do on our Patreon. So if you oh, do plug. like this kind of conversation and you didn't, uh, if you did listen to all this without skipping over the last several minutes, then you should join our Patreon. Because we just <laughs> yeah. like to talk about other bullshit and Pokemon and movies and other fun pop culture things and life things. Yeah, we're going to be careful. We've become a WTF podcast with Mark Marin, where it's like the first 10, anywhere between 8 and 12 minutes is just him plugging things and talking about <laughs> comedy shows that like you weren't at. And then, yeah, pretty soon that's going to be what this is. And you just skip ahead until you're like, where's the freaking guest? Yes. Um, but, but now what you, yes. the, our audience is doing is where's the freaking episode? We are back 2024, time. fresh mm. and start, Adventure Time, starting with a really, really, really great beginning of this uh, kind of new Lemon Grab Adventure. So we're doing Season 5, Episode 9, All Your Fault, which yeah. is kind of the return of... we've of, New Lemon Grab. This is the first time we've seen a full expose with Lemon Grab and his Lemon Grab 2 uh, partner. Yeah, Lemon I Grab guess, White, you know. Lemon lemon Black, I guess it's something like that. We can call him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, There's not like an I, official name. I got to pose a question to you, Ned. Are you Lemon? Are you Lemon? Does, does your head come to a nub? <laughs> <laughs> 
so so that's that's kind of where I want to just to kick it all off is like now you're getting to see our return character. We had Lemon Grab early in season five in the mystery dungeon, um, which was the last episode. So having an immediate return to Lemon Grab, um, were is this what you were expecting to be happening in the Lemon Kingdom? Are you expecting anything other than utter chaos? Oh, dude, I, I don't know what the heck I was expecting. Uh, to be honest, the first time I watched this episode, it it rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I am so sick of Lemon Grab. I, I wrote down, I think the first note I had was like, it's going to bother me for the rest. Like my theoretically speaking <laughs> was, it's going to bother me for the rest of the show. And then I thought, mm, yes, two more years dungeon for Russell. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm going to be stuck watching this dang show with lemon grab just popping up left and right. And I, I really liked him to begin with, but I'll be honest, this episode did grow on me a whole lot. By the third or fourth watch through this one that I just did right before recording this, I was like, man, that's a that's a good episode. It's pretty it's fun. Deep. It's it's it hits a lot of like heartstrings of like I think our yeah. humanity, which I'm gonna get into a lot later too. But I wanted to kind of get just the like immediate vibes here. Um, we start off. It's a very typical episode. Is PB working on something? Something goes wrong, and she sends Finn and Jake on an adventure. Um, yeah, they send her just the greatest little lighter, like mm, Princess Bubblegum. We are starving. Immediately send us all your candy. How dare you? Hours lemon grabs. <laughs> like, One I love it came with a hooded. Hours. It was like a hooded little lemon bird. That, yes, like yeah. Trying to she's be like sciencing, sneaky. whatever she's, she's doing, she's just she's, sciencing. Uh, welding licorice to a computer like chip or something yeah. like that. Um, just, but I love, I love what Finn and Jake are doing in this moment too, because I didn't oh want to overpass gosh, that dude. moment when, yeah, they're maybe my theory here is that they're like teaching Cinnamon Bun how to date, <laughs> maybe. like, and Cinnamon Bun's still in his half baked state right now is probably not picking up the fact that they're. <laughs> Uh, doing a social experiment. Yeah, my girlfriend. Yeah, my my sexy character of this episode comes from that moment for sure. It's Lady Cinnamon Bun Jake is my sexy (laughs) character of the episode. (laughs) Oh, man. And Finn's over there. I don't know if he's... It's not voyeurism, certainly, because nothing's happening, but... uh, He's just creeping on him in the bushes, taking notes, I guess. Yeah, uh, no, I think think we're doing... They were doing... They were either doing a practice of helping Cinnamon Bun practice yeah, yeah. to have a girlfriend, or they were doing a social experiment on how long would it take Cinnamon Bun to realize this was no. Big. That's <laughs> so terrible. That's, which would be a lot worse, it would be a lot more cruel. And maybe that's why he yells "buy a girlfriend" to him as they're flying away on Jake. That, but I, I could see him uh, starting that with being like, "We're going to help you," and then just like totally forgetting that it was Jake, just because he was just like, "Okay, yeah. that's my girlfriend now." Yeah. No, I. I, I'm with you on that one, man. That that stinks, though. <laughs> but let's let's also talk. I love this one, um, this little scene specifically because of all of our like. Again, I think of all we all the podcasts we've done so far. My favorite Jake has been uh, fishing fishing arm Jake pulling Finn okay. or somebody up out of one of the dungeons. This yeah. is a cool second, just like the jump out of the tower and then like the plane glider Jake. That's mm-hmm. it's a good one. I I think it that is hits a good one. A tops of Jake's morphing for sure. It it does feel a little like why haven't this why hasn't this happened before? It feels yeah. really way it, too obvious. It introduces a lot more potential Jake mistakes cool. in other episodes. If we know that he can turn yeah. himself into a glider, then it does introduce a, many more Jake mistakes. Yeah, and forever ago we saw him turn himself into a hang glider, right? Yeah. Uh, when he was, um, gosh, that was like the third episode in Kyridian episode, I believe he does that. Oh, yeah, because they I, go I, off I the mountain wrong. when they um, they take the big dollar out of the Cyclops' pocket or whatever. Yeah, isn't he? Or, I think that's what they're doing, unless he's mm-hmm. using the dollar. I don't remember, man. It's been he a hang glides with the dollar, but I think at some point Jake hang glides from Maybe a, I'm thinking from a, high of a different point scene. episode. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah. No, that is, that's a good point. That's a freaking great Jake power, man. Yeah. And I, I even think the beginning is great because it kind of demonstrates the lack of responsibility that the lemon grabs are constantly like refusing to take. I mean, this mm-hmm. episode's called All Your Fault, right? Like he they're just like, You made us. Whatever we do is your fault. 
sorry, Princess Bubblegum, get over it. You know, like that's their mentality. Maybe that's all they're capable of feeling or, or uh, putting out into the universe. But I, I mean, know, oh, try, what, what you're saying there is building on my my deep thought concept yeah. of this whole episode too. So like, let's get through just the analysis because okay. everything we say is going to now bring up my like deeper, yeah. very, very existential thoughts of this episode because well, when i get on the train i'm not gonna be able to get off so i'm trying okay. not to get too too <laughs> deep on the existential train here yeah but i do so kicking off the episode it does feel very like cool normal adventure time candy kingdom and then it totally shifts and we go to not only like cronenberg monster lemons and then the whole rest of the episode kind of in it's kind of this like dungeon crawler but with a horror movie aspect to it you know they the little tiny lemon whose head turns and he shreds the peel like screaming is a oh, reference back to terrifying. the thing one of the the original oh, thing it? movie yeah there was like a moment where the when the thing's possessing one of the, the people like screams and like slowly turns his head around and so that's a reference back to that I had um, no idea man all I know is I hated that little guy he's easily <laughs> him most or- punchable the, yeah, the guy right before him, the the green three headed lemon guy with the uh, red or pink boots that is holding Jake's hand, or sorry, kind of like n- gobbling, nobbling yeah, at a yeah, licking and gobbling at Jake's is... hand. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Yeah, he's like Finn. Maybe we should hold hold each other's hands. Finn Dude, gets distracted well, immediately. Thank you. Welcome to my tops of the episode. I love okay. that moment where they're they're super scared, and he's like, um, maybe we should hold hands. And I was yeah. like, yes, let's <laughs> let's destigmatize men holding hands when <laughs> okay. like yeah. when when you want to. Haunted houses, I don't know. I mean, not, like what is it? It's some um Middle Eastern culture where it's like, I think maybe Saudi Arabia or something, where like men hold hands. Mm. Like when they're they, to like I oh, guess I uh, state that they're like just like walking together. Like this, I'm I'm with this person. And it's totally destigmatized de- as a non-romantic thing. So I was like, I love that moment. I love that Finn and Jake moment of like, let's just hold hands. Like that, made me, that would yeah. make me feel better. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. If you're at a crowded bar in a, in a place and you're like shoving through a bunch of people, it'd be nice to like, even if I was with you, be like, I want to hold your hand and like, so we don't lose hey man, each other. But it's, don't you it's, hold my hand? I'll hold your hand. Don't you, you hold your, my you hand? Your hold mouth, hold your my hand. hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have any, I didn't think much of that other than just how funny it was to me. Yeah. But I I just couldn't get over how goofy and like why so pronounced that green guy's boobs are. Kind of <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah, that's going to haunt me, I think. Yeah, it's it's one bit. of those ones where it's like you you can't show this episode to a small child. Like <laughs> this is the moment and again, we're in season 5 where it's like yeah. okay, like they have to be stapling. Like this is no longer a children's show. Like this whole episode <laughs> would have scared so. the piss out of me as a kid. Dude, there's there's another moment though that uh, I guess just moments that kind of annoyed me or whatever, or I got distracted on right after that. Right, you get the lemon grabs. They're locked in the bottom cellar or whatever. The dungeon, yeah. The dungeon, and uh, yeah, they're they're like, there's no food here. Jake bashes the door. And they're just like, fix the door. And he goes, fix the door? Fix the door? What? What? <laughs> fix the door? You know, he just ben, can't drop you hear, it. You heard they said, fix the door. And I, I, all I could hear, because I'm watching Game of Thrones, and I just finished Game of Thrones finally. Holy cow. Oh, damn. Uh, and we started House of Dragon. House of Dragon's pretty good so far as well. It might be my wreck, but, uh, or at least Game of Thrones is, but. There's a character I don't want to. I don't know if the spoilers or whatever. I'm. Uh, I don't want to ruin it. It sucks. It's not my favorite part of Game of Thrones. Hold the door is all I heard or could think of. Whenever he goes, fix the door, fix the door. I'm just like, hold the door, hold the door. <laughs> Anyways, people that are friends of Game of Thrones will get that one. It sticks. Uh, felt bad for that character. I wish there was more to it. But anyways, um, yeah, man, that that moment, I just. Two moments that I was like, I don't know how I feel about this right now. Yeah, yeah distracting. They're, when they're having, I guess, their the lemon grab co monologue in that scene, it does feel like that. That's what's kind of extending the episode to the full eleven minutes. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of just an, a very, very long, drawn out monologue scene. But it's yeah. cool to watch them. You can obviously see that 
now we've are seeing them together in their double lemon grabness and the, they're finishing each other's sentences. So now it's kind of like, well, they have each other. They're no longer like lonely, which was the problem that was fixed, but they are kind of pseudo become one person, one thought, and yeah. which does change, spoiler drop, does change later on. They kind mm. of become a little bit more independent-minded in future episodes, which causes, again, kind of the, what we'll get into in Deep Thoughts, the kind of overarching story over the next four or five seasons or whatever of the lemon grabs. Um, Can I do a theoretically yeah. speaking? Yes, please about do. Them? I have a thought about the lemon grabs. Um, so my thought is there's lemon grab or lemon white, lemon black. Lemon black is the original one. The original one's the one that went through you know, being the first creation of Princess Bubblegum and being basically like turned away by her and thrown out the door and forced to go live on his own and had this terrible upbringing, clearly knows the rules of the Candy Kingdom. I mean, he comes back, he's Earl Lemongrab, right? Comes back and like knows the laws and says, oh, you're too young, you can't rule, I'm next in command. Like he's, he's had just uh, some trauma from mm-hmm. early on, right? That mm-hmm. I think is, uh, if you're talking about nurture versus nature, um, which I do think is an interesting topic because I would actually argue that candy creatures are a little bit more nature than they are nurture because it seems like you're just kind of born a, a type of a way, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. But anyways, so this lemon grab uh, has been through a ton. The other lemon grab, lemon white, comes into the world just like with the same plate uh, but then, or say, but no tra- but, yeah, no, 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 no trauma, existential trauma that's come yeah. from, like, that's gotten him to that state. And I, I believe this will eventually create a fallout or a falling out between the two of them. Uh, and I think there's going to be a bit of a civil war of the citizens of the castle of Lemongrab, both highly irritable creatures. The Lemongrabs are lacking care towards others. I think any sort of a disagreement, uh, stemming from any, you know, their different upbringings, you know, or, or at least like the, dis- the their upbringings being part the catalyst to their disagreement, maybe. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think they're going to have a bit of a thing happening, you know? You, that's probably one of the closest, theoretically speaking, that you've ever gotten. Oh. Like, you're, you're almost spot on there. That could be so. cool. Well, that's that's my, my theoretically speaking for the episode. The other one was obviously that I was like, dang it, I got to, <laughs> yeah, I've got to be annoyed the rest years, of today. But, but uh, no, um, no, it's all good. I, I did really enjoy this episode as I kept watching it. This one grew on me quite a bit. So Yeah, I'd say a couple of things just like finishing out the rest of the talking of the episode before we go too much into it is um, we get my lovely out of the scene we just were talking about is Plop Top. Plop Top is my lovely of the episode. Just this yeah, little, little dude ski sitting there. Mm, I, and, I think... Mm, mm, sorry, I'm trying to find that. Mm, I think his name is Dump Dome. Now, I don't know what voice I'm doing, but it's not Lemon Grab. <laughs> and I, Someone please write in, let, let us know what I'm doing, because I swear <laughs> that's a freaking thing, and it's not Lemon Grab. You're Anyways. doing something that sounds like Lemon Grab mixed with like John Mulaney doing <laughs> yeah, his Yeah, and it's voices. not Mr. Poopy Butthole. It, it's, it's certainly not, not that. Um... Yeah, gosh, man, I suck at voices, but I don't know <laughs> why I do them on the podcast. Can't help myself. Yeah, dude, plop top, dump dome, freaking great. The their impulse killed me. I I could rewatch that moment of them taking <laughs> the, the, seeds the, and- the candy seeds and going like just like a light bulb. You just see the light bulb above their head just turn on, and they're just like. <laughs> Oh, yes, we have to take this. We got to bring it to the table. What are you thinking? What I'm thinking? Yes, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Science poop. It's alive. Yes. We <laughs> it's love alive. It. The thing just goes, <laughs> <"Bleh."> <laughs> just yeah, on the just table. Disgusting. <laughs> I, I thought that was so interesting. It led me to my my deep thought. Okay. Of, or yeah. my first deep thought of this. First episode. deep thought. Let's, yeah. So, so we'll make the transition now of like, Let's see, because we still got to talk about Lemon John, which is a different deep thought as well. So, like, this we is will. a good transition to. Yeah, give me your first one. Yeah, man the the Lemon Grabs. Uh, I think they treat their citizens kind of like Princess Bubblegum treated them. I think that's mm-hmm. the idea. 
yeah. behind this, you know, like the only difference being that they are under their rule, but they're not under their care. Uh, and they were, or let me grab himself was not under the care of princess Bubblegum, uh, nor the rule of it. You know, they have a selfish desire to rule. And I feel like that's the only reason why these, these candy creatures are still within castle lemon grab. Right. Otherwise, they, they haven't like, left, I guess. Yeah, they got to figure out their their own thing. You know, like after Limgrab left, uh, Princess Bubblegum started providing like a foundation, a civilization, like really a civilization for the yeah. candy people to live in and like uh, a culture, a community sort of a thing. Um, but for whatever reason, the Limgrabs are just, they, they kind of don't even, I don't think they have any good idea bounds or knowledge or any influence on how to specifically rule people. So they go, oh, well, here's what Princess Bubblegum did. Nothing. So here you go. Go out there and and live. And it's so fascinating that they are just so caught up in the miracle of life that they don't Mm. think past it. Like all that matters is they're creating things because that's all Princess Bubblegum ever did for them was was create things. And and as I was even thinking about this further, I, I realize there's only like two moments where we really see Lemon Grab smile or happy. Like there's joy that comes to his face. It's one when he meets Lemon Grab 2 or Lemon Grab mm-hmm. uh, White. And he smiles and he gets joy. And it's like he feels like he's he's a part of a thing, which is something that we know he's always wanted is to have a uh, community and to feel understood. Um, and then the other moment is apparently when they create life, when they like do this and they, you see them just get so pumped about like, heck yes, another candy blob. Like we can do this incredible miracle playing God and bring it to life. And that is like the biggest joy that they could have for a creature that has spent their entire life not having any joy. I could only imagine that a little hint of joy is is like the most addictive thing in the world. So yeah. no wonder that's all they want to do is because this is like the only other time that well, they've ever felt like joy. joy. Hint, of, hint of purpose at the end of the and, day. Yeah, that's the huge same. thing is is that like honestly like the 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 crazy concept of it all is I think the lemon grabs are this whole story arc and especially also when we get down later in the the show with Lemon Hope and Lemon Hope is the hope of the Lemon Kingdom uh, to kind of revitalize, but give it, you know, more purpose. But like, this is something where Lemon Grab, it's weird that he, first of all, knows his creator. Like he's like, when the arm, the moment in um, too young, was it? Or one of those when, when um, he's like, you're my glob. Like he lives down the road from his ultimate creator. Um, who not only, again, you kind of said that she gives her candy people, you know, the reign to kind of be free will. I think that she doesn't, is she, or she inherently didn't, like accidentally did, because um, she is ruling over them very fascistly. Like we've always said, these are the rules. These are what you do. This is what you do to be happy. I've created you to be happy. Um, and you live under my rule and I'll pretty much micromanage your uh, life. Like micromanage you down yeah. to like your job you do. Lemon grab, it's 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 a twofold approach. It's like one, not only was he a mistake, uh, that she openly admitted she's he's like you're the first candy experiment that has gone wrong, but then she flips around and gives him ultimate free will. Like, and that's a huge thing. And I think that's that's why the writers are like telling this bizarre, chaotic lemon story, because it is their reflection on. Um, not even a nihilistic, but like a um, what what's what I would consider a deist uh, view on life uh, is. Um, I don't know. If, I did a little bit of back research, but I remember it back from my high school days is studying a lot of um, uh, apologetics and stuff like that. Different religions in the world that deism is a watchmaker god theory, where okay, life is too complex and humans. There's too much that works that, like, evolutionarily speaking, it can't just be no God. That there is a God, but the God's the watchmaker, builds the watch to where it can 100% sustain on its own with its own gears for a long period of time. Um, but 
the watchmaker wants to sell the watch, it it never gets worked on again. It's totally like left alone and can operate on its own for, you know, forever, essentially. And that isn't that just a very interesting concept with the lemon grabs. They know their God. They know that their God created them to be flawed or flawed and then said, great, I'm going to step away. Go figure it out. Um, hmm. So it's, it's bizarre that the lemon kingdom, it's no wonder they're going freaking crazy there. They're like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm a flawed thing. I have free will. And so this is the huge thing when, when lemon or lemon grab white um, comes in and he's like, I was there. I have this innate need to create life that was instilled upon me by my creator, which is again, back to your point is why they get so much joy out of it. It's, it is ingrained into their DNA, just like princess Bubblegum, that part of their purpose is to like grow and expand and, yeah. Same with people, you know, are why do we have this innate need to procreate? Yeah, so, animals and yeah. that's my that's my first monologue of the day. So get ready for a few more. No, I like it. I, I actually it brings me to my thought on the end of this episode. I'm curious what you think and and yeah. how Princess Bubblegum's perspective has changed, or is her perspective the same? She chooses uh, as she's erasing the formula for life from their brains. She's, she's Scalped them and then yeah. erasing their brains with a freaking eraser, with pencil eraser. eraser. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is so good. I love that it's got little scribbles. Everything they know is just written out on their brains as if that was, you know, just a, a physical uh, characteristic that we have or something. But Princess Pelgrim chooses not to fix their hearts uh, to make them less selfish. And I mean, my first thought was, does this mean that she's not changing their free will? Would, if she mm-hmm. had fixed their hearts, would that be changing their free will? Um, because then they would be acting different. I don't know. I, that's Yeah, yeah. How much of their it's a confusing concept core being as now, you know, um, sentient beings, like self-aware sentient beings, she either is conflicted that I can't do that because doing that would be ultimately pretty evil to like take away your, you know, be like lobotomizing them essentially. Um, if they don't have a heart problem would be just like um, changing yeah. them. Innately. But even their like creator, candy, you know, like you can yeah. look at any accident that happens in the real world that changes somebody, you know, like as perhaps an act of God in a way. Uh, be it good for good or bad, you know. Like I think God has, in my Christian perspective, has like a reason for things. But like, you know, one day you're able to do X, Y, Z, and then the next day you're not. Is your free will partially taken away because something changed? You know, like, yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. It just it brings up so many. Ah, oh, this is such no, a stupid episode to be talking about stuff like this. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the perfect episode to be talking about stuff like yeah, this because I, I think again they've. They've introduced the concept of the uh, the toil of the lemon grab society. The toil of the lemon grab being itself is having a sense of purpose, but not knowing what it is. And every time you think you got it figured out, every time they think they're doing something right, the the their creator, their God steps in and goes, no, it's not. And then they're like, well, what the fuck? Like, then yeah. help me figure it out. And then, yeah, Princess Bubblegum, but it's, but then they're like, well, you given me free will. And now I disagree with that. Like, I don't think like the free will that you've instilled mm-hmm. in me, I disagree with that now. So they're having this constant existential battle of like, you're my creator. I know I messed up, but the more and more I, you know, operate in this sense of free will, like where in the yeah. world do you have the balls to step into my life and be like, well, no. Stop thinking that way. Even though I created you that way, stop, stop it. Do it my mm-hmm. way. And they're like, that, that, of course they're going freaking psychotic over there. Like, yeah, that is, it's, it's totally just like a, uh, parad- it's like a paradoxical existence that they live in almost. Well, it's interesting too. I'm thinking about how Finn and Jake beat the crap out of Lemon John's heart. And he kind of had a Grinch moment where he his heart yeah, grows three times that day, moment. and all of a sudden he has the feeling of caring 
uh, and you know, he receives. I think he says he receives new juice or something like that. Yeah, his the the new juices that are flowing through me. I I can't with that. <laughs> I can't with that. <laughs> My vital um, juices. <laughs> yeah, I love it though. He it gives him what is it? The foresight and carry. He decides, or with foresight and carry, he decides to dissolve the bonds uniting him and become components to all. Uh, becomes lemon candy, but it's like. That's not an act. What they did wouldn't be an act to change his free will, but that's the same thing. Like they made his heart change via yeah. an act, you know, uh, certainly not on purpose. I don't yeah. know what they, they were trying to kill him probably, but or give him yeah, a heart they, attack. <laughs> they were trying to stop him. Yeah. Uh, at the it's, end of it's the day. Different. Well, it's certainly different. I mean, you know, free will is it's not a, a, a physical thing necessarily. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Depends well, on here's, how you look at it. That, I mean, the Lemon John aspect of it all introduces, again, my kind of theoretically speaking here, oh, is gosh. that, um, okay, so the, the Lemon Grabs are created by Princess Bubblegum, even she, even though she creates a second one in the same exact, like, quote-unquote, flawed way. Um, but But their hearts are working just fine. It was something in her original formula that messed them up. Well, they have gotten Princess Bubblegum's, obviously, formula that does work, in theory. Uh. So the Didn't lemon think about people, that. Holy cow. The, yeah. yeah. The lemon people that they're creating should be like the candy people. And the only thing that is missing is that basically turning the on switch on, like giving them their kind of zombified a little bit, that their hearts aren't beating, they're existing, they're moving around, they're, you know, freaking Cronenberg type crazies. But they don't have, and then you can see that Lemon John is the first of the created lemon beings that is fully turned on. And his immediate thing is is this ultimate like selfless act of like, I'm going to sustain my people forever. The only thing like, I'm either going to be a part of this that's going to destroy the world, or I can do something that solves all the problems and eliminates myself out of the equation. Yeah, um, and you were just saying there, there's something that isn't turned on about Lemon John to where like yeah. he wasn't immediately that way. That's interesting. He's he's my lovely of this yeah, episode. He's, for he's sure. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I I did not connect those dots necessarily. I was like, he's very unlemon. Like, uh, you know, he asks, "Are you lemon? Does your head have a nub?" Like, it's just he's so oddly helpful. You know, he yeah. has he he basically just is like, oh, here's the issue right now. Like, no one has food. You know, like we all have empty lemon bellies and, oh, you want to know where the dungeon is? It's this way, you know, and, and that's just not lemony characteristics in my mind. And then, of course, the noble sacrifice at the end. Um, yeah, I, I I just wonder, I don't know. I, I wonder what they use to create Lemon John. Like what, a, I bunch, a ton of all the candy? Like yeah, all the lemon I, I would candy? assume that if they like... First of all, there's kind of a couple, maybe they did some experiments on the the little creatures. And yeah. then they were like, okay, let's hoard like maybe Lemon John was the newest, like birthed thing that like they were like, cool, let's hoard and take the food room. Like yeah, maybe they had a material. huge food room in that, like in the whatever kind of like ziggurat that they had. Mm -hmm. Um and they just dumped the life formula into the food room and it created Lemon John into the whole like ziggurat structure, just turned yeah. the whole thing alive, essentially. Hmm. I don't know, man. But uh yeah, he he's my lovely this episode. I just thought he was so weirdly helpful and it was it was a nice change of pace with the lemon people. Uh and of course his sacrifice is fantastic. And who doesn't like lemon candy? Like I I'm down for that. A whole bunch of lemon candy. I wouldn't want to live off of it, but yeah, I'm certainly yeah, a little bunch down of lemon. I do love lemon drops, man. I used to go to Cracker Barrel all the time and we oh, used to yeah. pick out one candy when we left Cracker Barrel. And I always it. used to get that little bag of lemon drops, and they were so mm. good. I love those things. I have to look into that. We have a Cracker Barrel date night potentially planned pretty soon Ooh, here. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll try and pick that up. I just haven't been to Cracker Barrel in years. But uh, no, I'm, I gotta say, I, I loved the whole moment of Jake being like, I have a giant poison aspirin. Like, maybe we could take him <laughs> out with that. I was like, hey, you know, not a bad idea. Like, perhaps. You could nullify the acidity of Lemon John or something. 
with some sort of a giant Tums. Yeah, like a giant know, just, Tums. <laughs> like that's the way they do it in my that is, mind. That is uh, the ultimate kryptonite for the lemon people is just whatever the antacids tums. are. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, y'all. I know I sound sick right now, but uh, <laughs> you just, just got stuffy. Tums on the mind. Yeah, I just got Tums on the mind. Dude, I eat Tums like candy. Not really. It's, yeah. it's not that good for you to do that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I do think the lemon grabs though, they're so self-aware that they're so not helpful and not caring that they're just like, we warned you about us. You know, they're, they have they have no shame in that. They're like, look, yeah, we're terrible. Well, there's a there's an interesting thought I had around that too. Again, with... um the lemon grab society evolving like like thinking about like if we are picturing the lemon grabs as like a human society created by god given free will um from a deism perspective like like the god steps back and says figure it out on your own well with progressive evolution in that kind of sense like when you can find more convenient ways to do things that don't necessarily progress your evolution but they make your life easier human nature tends to take that course, like taking the convenient route. So what I see with the lemon people is they're like, yes, we could, we could in, in theory, grow our own food and all this stuff, but wouldn't it be easier to just go and take Lemon John over to the candy kingdom and take all the candy? And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird thought I had just with like an evolutionary progression, progression of the lemon people um, to be like, we can work hard, we can develop our society, or we can just kind of uh, parasite yeah. off of the existing <laughs> candy kingdom that, you know, they kind of feel like they deserve, you know, they yeah. deserve to have. And, and certainly, I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's a learned yeah. behavior, you know. It's yeah. a, an ad, adaptation necessarily more so than like specifically a microevolution, but but totally see what you're saying there, that they've developed a, a culture or a... a a system where they don't have to develop anything. <laughs> they yeah. just keep begging and asking. I, I love that, dude. It's yeah. I mean, it, well, it's and it's tough. It's it's very much like. Um, I mean, this is going to get a little dark here for a second, but like, Uh-oh. oh yeah, like we can, we could uh, have self sustaining um, farms, or we could have iPhones without slave labor. But like, isn't it easier to just go ahead and do the wrong thing because it keeps things nice and easy and cheap? And that's like, I think their version of that is like, yeah, we can develop farms and forests and society and um, slowly progress our lemon kingdom. Or we can just go and do something completely morally wrong and go destroy a whole society to like make yeah. ours thrive, you know? So that's, it's that, I mean, that's a little dark and that's probably a very, very broad stroke on that concept. But that's where I, th- I they, they saw it as like, let's jump the gap. Let's not do the hard stuff. Let's do what's easy. And we'll be light years ahead of where we would be if yeah. we uh, did it organically, per se. Well, man, I mean, even uh, just thinking, you know, like we're all innately selfish in a way. Like it's an mm-hmm. it's an act to not be selfish sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah. And the lemon grabs uh, have, uh, be it a lack of empathy or caring or, or feeling of joy or, you know, there's like a whole spectrum of feelings that they don't seem to tap into very often. Um, I think selfishness probably comes very, um, very heavy for them very, very easily. Um, so yeah, Yeah, well, it's, it was one of their like core values that was ingrained in their, Mm -hmm. their thought and, you know, like, and again, it's just, it's, it goes back to the principle, like why didn't, even if they're like crazy, like she could have somewhat erased, like desire to be selfish and rewritten yep. like desire to be empathetic in their brains and like why doesn't she like why doesn't she I don't it's know. just bizarre so i don't know princess bubblegum well. it, it throws me off because it's just like they again jake asks the ultimate question well if we had this ability to change lemon john and it was as simple as like kicking his heart on can we do i mean he thinks it is just like kicking the hearts on the lemon grabs but like why Again, she's just a race part of their brain. Like, mm-hmm. and she goes, Oh, no, they're just this way. They just act this way. And it seems like, I, dude, it seems like she's running some sort of weird social experiment on them. Of like, know. like, but, but, so? but yeah, just like, but like, why in essence, like, yeah. if it was as simple as a, taking an eraser to their brain and taking that formula out of their brain, 
why isn't it as simple as like rewriting again if she is ultimately fascist and has the desire is she, to, but she may not necessarily i don't i just don't like maybe she just there's a, a moral um uh, a little bit more dilemma of a moral there compass shown yeah yeah there's there's just something that i think is stopping her from doing that where that feels like that's too too far like let them be who they are like mm. they're not asking to be changed uh you know we have to change this because you know they're gonna freaking you know kill all of us by taking all the candy and yeah. turning it into so, people so with that in mind and we'll change that when the episode ends do you consider like uh princess bubblegum to have a little bit more of a redemptive arc in your opinion or a little bit more of like you see her darker side arc um, right now in this episode, I, yeah, I think like she specifically seems, yeah, she's, she's fine. I, I, you know, I'll be entirely honest with you, dude. I need to like binge this, this show because it is so hard for me to still stay mad at characters after like months have gone by since oh, yeah. the episode that pissed me off about Princess Bubblegum <laughs> yeah. or something like that. Because I'm like, I, I vaguely remember why I was pissed or something like that or or, or why I feel yeah, like, like she's... The, the, the uh, emotional heat of it's all gone yeah, at this why point. she's a tyrant or something like that. Like, in this episode, she I think she's fine. She's doing what she feels like she needs to change about these guys in order to keep everybody alive and well and, and safe. And they don't need to have that power. Uh, none of us really need to have that power necessarily. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, like obviously, we all have a desire, uh, some sort of a desire to, to, to live, to eat, to sleep, to drink, to have babies, or whatever. You know, um, and maybe that is part of it too. Who I don't know, but yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe she sees a lot of her own humanity in the lemon grabs too. Of yeah. like, you know, maybe whatever she struggles with as a purpose of existing or. Stuff and she sees that reflected in her own creation, um, and only through mm-hmm. the lemon grabs. Because, yeah, if you just if she just did lobotomize them per se, then she'd be like, okay, well, well, then what if my creator just decides to lobotomize me? Like, what's yeah. what's stopping them from doing that? You know, so maybe mm-hmm. no, I, I like it. I like our conversation because I was feeling a little bit more aggressive towards PB at the end of yeah. this one, but I think you you flipped my script immediately from this. No, just because it's, it's, it helps again. That's why we do this podcast is talking through the deep stuff that comes out of this show. And then being like, actually I was all like, Oh, if you can change them, then she's wrong for not changing them and letting them continue to, you know, suffer in their deist, uh, yeah. Deism thoughts of, of the, the world. But maybe you, you flipped my perspective on, yeah, she now feels like, they're probably the most important part of her candy creation, something that can and should live in its own, you know, uh, hmm. self-sustaining kind of type of way without just going and giving a, a nice, uh, you know, candy cane much as lobotomy possible. to the brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure, man. I, I'm, I'm still figuring out how I feel about princess Bubblegum. I mean, she's done what she's done and now she just needs to, uh, you know, be better, do better from here on out and hopefully make less mistakes or whatever. And we'll see if her tyranny continues or not. Uh, now, what did you learn from, what are your lessons from this episode? Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, it was tough. It was really tough to pull a lesson specifically because I think so much of my deep thoughts revolved around that. But I mean, Lemon John is the lesson. Like when the rubber meets the road, the empathetic approach is always best. Like, okay. it is always, and I, I mean, it's, it's just like no one in humanity history has ever been remembered for taking the selfish route uh, in a good way, in a good light. They've never been remembered. Yeah. Um, so that's, I will say that perspective and empathy are things that make us humans, that when our hearts beating the right way, Empathy and, and perspective are always something that I think wins out over everything. And that's kind of like my, that's great. my takeaway, my lesson. Yeah. Dang, man. That, that crushes mine. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I tried to think of a funnier one. I tried to think of like one or two funny lessons. Dude, I, think I don't do funny lessons, Ned. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. 
Uh, my, last, my lesson is uh, lemon candy is a central component of life itself. And that's what I learned. Yeah, um, that's You good. know, yeah, real, real deep, Russell, real funny. I know. Um, I, think, I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of deepness behind that. Like, <laughs> no, there's not. No, there's yes, there just, is. Yes, it's there what is. Lemon the... John said. Lemon John said he's becoming components. And I said, that's it. Lemon candy is an essential component for life. Uh, but I do have. One last deep thought. It's a new segment. I know you love my new segment. 2024 Ned. new segment. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, here we go. Uh, when life gives you lemons, grab them is the name of the segment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, mm. lemon segment. I, I um, want you to grab my lemons right now. <laughs> so basically, it's just, it's kind of a lesson in a way. It's like uh, for myself, when, when I have a, when you have a sweet moment, uh, don't let it go sour is mm. is kind of the the idea behind this. Um, is there something that's in, inspired that specifically? Uh, you know, I don't know. I guess it's this episode, Lemon Grabs. I was trying to think of a lemony inspired segment. Uh, and so I was thinking of when I was on the cruise with my niece and my nephew. Uh, and this is just like a kind of a lesson from this episode, I guess, um, in a way. I don't know, but. I, I realized that I'm really good at, um, let's see, like get living in the moment and like loving what's happening. Like I have a sweet moment, but then I let it go sour where I start to think about like, oh, I'm not, I'm not living near them. I'm not going to their games. I'm not mm. seeing the important moments, uh, you know, and, and by the end of it, I end up getting like upset by all of this instead of just like loving that moment, you know, and I leave it like a little bummed out or, you know, deteriorate or whatever. Uh, and that's like in the moment, like I'm letting time in the present, like be distracted by the future as opposed to just living in the moment. Uh, and so I think maybe 2024 or something to work on um, is to, to live presently um, like while it's there and instead of thinking about what it's going to be like when it's gone, you know, like, it's it I think it's really great to be uh aware of oh my gosh, this is gonna be such a great memory, but just not being like, Oh man, like tomorrow this is gonna be in the past or whatever. Like just just enjoy it and just love what's yeah. happening. Because it really absolutely ruins that yeah in the present moment because you're all of a sudden it just it kind of poisons it a little bit to where you're like, I'm totally not just a hundred percent happy, I'm now like seventy percent happy and 30% reminiscent already on things yeah. that are happening in the present, you know? I know. Well, and I was like with my grandparents and I was like so excited to be there. I hadn't seen them in two years. I didn't realize I hadn't seen them in two years. And I'm like, man, two years is a lot. And they definitely are getting older, you know? And it's, it's, it's just weird, you know? Uh, got a lot of love for them. And I, I let those moments get a little sour and I'm going to try and, uh, keep them sweet going moving I mean, forward. That's, that's sweet, it, it, but it is, you know, being only present with no thoughts of the future is also can sour itself if you're not, again, cognizantly yeah. aware of like, you know, oh, I'm just mad today oh, totally. or I'm just, you know. So there's, it's, it's strikes an, an easy balance between the two. Yeah, I think it's like, like I love being like, holy crap, this is going to be a great memory. But then at that point, like let it end there mm. and then continue yeah, with the memory. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Um, cool. Anyways, not really a segment, more so just a deep thought I had that uh, thought, thinking nice. about lemony lemony feelings and stuff yeah, brought out. Yeah. Well, I do have a few or not a theoretically speaking, geez, a uh, traveler's log. You wanna do that real oh, fast? Yeah, let's get let's get a travel we'll do some traveler's logs, we'll get our recommendations and then we will wrap up yeah. our nice long episode. Yeah, this would be a short one because I wasn't sure if we had touched on this one in the past or not. I've been really bad about like categorizing the traveler's dogs recently. Um, but anyways, hey, Russell and DJ Nettie P. I've, I'm so glad you didn't say DJ Russ T or something <laughs> like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I've been enjoying uh, binging your podcast while at work this past month. Uh, and I love y'all's take on each episode. However, in the episode King Worm, uh, you miss my favorite Easter egg when Finn imagines the most ultimate dream sword. It's actually the sword from the Adventure Time logo 
And it's the only time it appears. It's just mm. rarely ever talked about. And I have a question for DJ and Eddie P. Uh, what is your uh -oh. favorite out of all favorite episode out of the entire series? Mine is Puhoy. I believe we had another. Unless this is the same uh, Traveler's Log, I believe we had someone else mention that they really love Puhoy, and I think Puhoy is coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. I've, you put me on the spot for that one. No, you're good. I, I know um, that's such a huge question. Uh, but I wanted to, you know, I'm trying to do travels last while, while we have a little backlog of them. Um, yeah. Dude, I mean, do you have a favorite episode of this season so far that, like, a potential that you could give us at the very least? Oh, or is there one yeah, that you just, like, always go back to? Throughout all the seasons, yeah. Give me, give me a quick minute because I mean, yeah. season five itself is like fifty something on episodes. Yeah, or just um, like off the top of your head, just give me, the, give me your favorite episode right now ever of Adventure Time. Oh, gosh, um, favorite <laughs> episode ever. I, I mean, the easy answer for that is the, in not the, the the HBO special, the um the final one with Finn and Jake. It's it's heart wrenching cool. to me. Um, no, so that's, that's great. That's a really great one, uh, and I hey, will say you love like, something that ends on a good note. Um, oh, I mean, like it, that. What they do in in the um, Distant Lands HBO uh, four episode special is, I think, is very much almost what I was expecting out of the season finale or the series finale. Um, the series finale still ends in an absolutely beautiful way, but that was kind of a lot more closure that I expected out of the series finale that we got in that one. Awesome. Um, season five, I'm, I'm doing a quick scroll through right now too. Um, there's some really good stuff with like ultra canon and getting back into like the deep stuff, but just pure enjoyment. I've mentioned this one before. Season five favorite episode might be that we built a truck. Um, okay, yeah. Spoiler, it's when essentially they find an old beaten up truck from before the mushroom war and uh, them and BMO and banana man fix the truck. And it has a great, um, they did, they do kind of like this cool background song of like montage fixing up the truck. It's, I don't know. It's just a really good feel good episode. Cool. Um, also there's, it, man. yeah, there's one in season five called dungeon train, which I think is very it's cool. Dungeon um, train. It's, it's a dungeon train. And it's a, it's kind of a cool just Finn and Jake alone episode that um, I think gets into like a Finn's psyche of adventuring. Um, it, it points out Finn's flaws with adventuring, kind of what we said a lot with season one. Ah, he just like does stuff. He does stuff, and there's no like um, there's no repercussions to it. You know what? He can just kill people, or whatever. And there's no and that I think that it strikes a good moment with Finn too. So that's some season five favorites. Um, okay. to our traveler, I will need to go back into some future episodes. Um, because I've been trying to kind of binge it in some free times as well to just like do a big day of 20 episodes or whatever if I'm on a Saturday. But I need to go back and make sure I'm not missing anything of great yeah. episodes from like season eight, season nine, things like that. Yeah, right on. Well, y'all, um, that was uh, sorry, I do want to shout out DJ yeah. Biggle Wiggles for uh, DJ that traveler's law. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we've got a couple of travelers logs. If you're writing in and you're like, actually, I want to correct you on this thing. And then the thing that you're correcting on is like, uh, there was one of the travelers logs. The reason I'm saying this is just because I, I just can't read them on the podcast. I hope y'all understand that where it's like, oh, well, stakes is about this and this happens. And then this is about that. Like, yeah, Russell if can't you're, read if you're those. <laughs> like way too spoilery or like, way too like ahead of where we are in the podcast, we're probably going to miss that traveler's log, but please keep writing in and give us yeah. like theories, feelings, like dive into the episodes that we've already covered or that we're about to cover. You write them in the subject and just be like, you know, I don't know, man. I just or love just the goofy theories. <laughs> bold letter, big, big letters in an email. Russell, please don't read this part. Make me yeah. read this part. Like, just do yeah, that. Wait in the email. until season this episode that, you know, like, yeah, give us exactly. some heads up. Uh, I didn't read what Sticks is about or nothing like that. I just, uh, okay. you know, I just saw immediately. I was like, oh, they're diving into each one of the uh, like miniseries, and I'm not going to read oh, this. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Too, too um, early for that. Stakes is a good one, and we're going to spend a lot of good time on Stakes, a lot of good times on Elemental. Yeah. So. 
Those, yeah, those will be yeah. ones we might have to do some combo episodes on too. Dude, if you haven't, checked out the Patreon. The Patreon is so dope. We we love it. We've got a Discord that's pretty rad. Yeah, uh, actually, I mean, I, I was not a fan or or even understood what was attractive about Discord until we started it. Yeah. And it's just like a micro community. I, I, I think it's really cool. Yeah, I do, I do too, man. I, I've, while I've been sick, to be honest, I haven't been texting people. I haven't been on the Discord. I'm going to get back to it. I know the thing with Discord is it's tough because like, you know, it comes with waves. Everybody's like really into it for a moment and stuff. So we're just like continuing to manage that and figure it out. But the uh, the NEA and beyond, the podcast with the Patreon is 11 episodes deep now. Uh, we just talked about Pokemon for an episode, which is so yeah, sick. Yeah, long Pokemon. One, and uh, I really want to do, I think we had a we had someone in the Patreon actually, or sorry, in the Discord actually mention like maybe about music. Ned, I'd love to talk about mm-hmm. like our most influential albums. If there are like yeah. moments in our lives that have been defined by albums, maybe that's what we talk about next. And then maybe we'll dive into a small series or something like that. Um, I know people have been hyping up Owl House and stuff. Uh, that could be fun, but We'll figure it out. Regardless, yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash podcast. You know, we're, we're on there. We got a whole bunch of different benefits and stickers for people that subscribe. And it just it helps us so much to, to produce this podcast and keep it at the level that it is. Um, you can check us out on Instagram at neverendingadventurepodcast, TikTok at neverendingadventurecast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast, Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. Um, yeah, man. My rec for this week, Ned, is Game of Thrones. I yeah. feel like I can officially it. recommend it. I've finished it. Um, I wouldn't watch it with your parents. I would not watch it with your grandparents. <laughs> boobies. Uh, <laughs> there are, boobies and weenies. There are boobies and weenies in most episodes at least once. Um, but it is a very compelling story. Mm-hmm. It's a very good show. There are characters that I really grew to love. Tyrion has got to be one of my favorite characters. Uh, maybe in all of television, he's phenomenal. Um, I, there's just so many really good characters and moments. The Starks, I got deep love for the Stark family. Um you know, I, I feel like I'm I'm one of them if I were to be a Game of Thrones person. Mm. But they are nice. the like most relatable kind of sort of main character family. So I guess that's why. But regardless, I think it's dope. I think any nerd out there would probably love it. Um, We've yeah, been but, uh, we we did a small start of it before and got a season. We binged a season and a half, put it down for two weeks, picked it back up. And then didn't remember any of the what was oh, going no. on, so we immediately Dude. put it back down. So we, it's it's one that's back on our our list of when we have the uh, emotional capacity to do that yeah. kind of binging. I highly recommend. I mean, here's what I'll say: I had Allie helping me, and Allie knows so much about it. Uh, she just has a really good memory for that sort of a thing. So it really was. Anytime I had a question, I wasn't following a name because there's a ton of names. Uh, I yeah, was that, that's what got like, me hey, about it, man. We got yeah. 14 storylines running at one time. It's it's hard. It is hard, but it, it's really good. The first four seasons are phenomenal. You know, people crap on the last season. I think, honestly, five through eight are lesser than the first four um, because that's when they start to slowly get away from the books. Um, but I, I think the eighth season was fine. Like... It's worth watching. It wasn't bad television. It's a little rushed. There were some problems with it, but it's really not that bad. Anyways, yeah. Ned, what's your what's your rack? Well, I wanted to see. I've got potentially three, but what you wanted, if you wanted foodie, critic, or nerdy, I've got one th- one of one of those. But you got to pick pick which one you want. I got to pick one. Um, yeah. Give me. Are you talking critic like food critic? Like no, uh, like, movie, like foodie. okay, <laughs> foodie critic, movie critic, nerdy critic. Ah, uh, give me a movie. I'm in the mood for a movie. Okay, movie one. This it's been super viral right now, but we finally sat down and watched Saltburn. Okay, and it was there are some cr- there's two crazy scenes in it that had like shocked everybody. Like you're like watching it through your fingers, not horror, almost like disgust shock value scenes. 
But the wow. the way the movie ends, like, you know, I'm very much of a, a person that tries to figure out like what's going to happen, like how's this going to play out? And this was, it's a, the way that the story is told. I'm like, I'm not really sure unless I'm missing some sort of like um, old book from the 1800s on this kind. It was a very new concept of like um, a story arc of a movie. So I've never really quite seen a movie that like, it made you feel certain ways at the beginning. You think you have it figured out. And then at the end, you're like, holy shit. Like I did cool. not see that coming for a long time. Um, so I would say just, the yeah, watch those icky scenes through your fingers. But like, it's it's a really cool way that it was directed and written. Um, yeah, I'd say it's, it's, a, it's a little graphic. So like, be ready, but it's a great movie. Okay. Yeah. Dude, that sounds great. That's actually one of them I was thinking about watching pretty soon. Um, yeah, just yeah, be, if yeah, you might have to watch if you get to like one or two of those scenes and you're like, holy shit, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's okay yeah. to put it down too. It's, well, there, it's wild, dude. I feel I will say another. I guess in um, Game of Thrones because it's on the mind. There's some stuff with um, the gosh, what is his name? I don't want to say what happens to him. He gets tortured. There's yeah. a character that gets tortured and it's really hard to watch. And I honestly skipped all those scenes and just had an alley fill me in on what happens to him because he gets taken from like a, a person basically and turned into uh, like a, a slave pet type thing. And it's really gross. Um, so that that is my one caution with Game of Thrones. I think it's in the fourth or fifth and it's like the Ironborn or something like that. People, I don't know. Anyways, regardless, uh, great show. Cool. Ned, yeah. Adventure Time. It was fun. Let's adventure talk about Adventure Time, time next time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit of Adventure Time. No, we did it. This, is, this was good. Welcome back. I mean, I think we are releasing an episode technically next week in 2024, but this is our first recorded 2024 episode. So thank you. Yeah. It's good. It's good fun. Yeah. And I'll be less sick next time unless we record tomorrow. Then I might I might be sick still, but might be a little we'll sick. See. It's okay. But uh, right. if Russell is sick, I still love you guys. Actually, we won't record tomorrow. But anyways, bye, girlfriend. Uh, party forever.